Plans to consolidate K-12 public schools due to declining enrollment faces resistance in Connecticut. Parents across the country, across Connecticut, are pretty resistant to these changes just because, you know, change isn't always easy, especially when it does come to your children. That's Jessica Hockey, the Connecticut Mirror's education reporter. She gives us a behind-the-scenes look at how parents are pushing back on plans by school districts to close some elementary schools. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Hamilton, executive editor of the Connecticut Mirror. Many news organizations let you read a few articles for free each month, and after that, they make you pay a monthly subscription fee. Not CT Mirror. We don't believe in charging people to stay informed. We don't ask people to enter a credit card number to participate in democracy. If CT Mirror provides value to you, however, we do ask that you consider paying for it through a tax-deductible donation. Just click the red Donate button on the top right of any CT Mirror page. Hello, Jessica. You say school consolidation, which results in the closing of some schools, is not unusual across the country. But how is it playing out in Connecticut, considering that, that we have declining enrollment? Yeah, I mean, over the last 10 years, we've seen a little over 75 schools closed down in Connecticut, and most of those were K through five schools. Those students usually make up the majority of enrollments. And so I kind of looked into that data, seeing where are most of these declines in enrollments happening and what districts are being affected by this. And so one of the districts that stood out to me was Mansfield, which went under a recent consolidation effort last year. And I started to look into what's happening this year, which is with Regional School District 13, which saw, I think, about a 300 student decline in its K through five enrollment levels. And so I was just curious to what happens when we start to see less students in the classroom. And that usually means that schools have to close down or consolidate into smaller buildings. So what exactly is happening in Region 13? Yeah, so since we're seeing at least within the last few years, 30,000 students declining, we're starting to see that now these districts are in a position where you have these buildings, but these small enrollment levels, and they're having to get smart about how do we use these finances? Do we use thousands of dollars to upkeep these buildings, but it's not paying off with the students? Do we start to make these efforts to consolidate schools? So that's kind of what and we're consolidation seeing. Consolidation of districts. schools means building, sometimes building new schools, constructing new schools. Yeah, I mean, some districts across the state are seeing those bigger enrollment levels, but at the same time, when you do have these declining enrollment levels and the buildings are a little older, they have to build a new school. Okay, and what are the parents saying? Most parents are pretty resistant to these efforts just because we get attached to our neighborhood schools. Let's say you have older students who went through the school, you had a good experience, you don't want anything to change. So most parents across the country, across Connecticut, are pretty resistant to these changes just because, you know, change isn't always easy, especially when it does come to your children. And the cost of operating older schools and also, we, we also have a situation with uh, the indoor air quality in a lot of these schools and heating and ventilation. <laughs> the state is spending a lot of money on and constructing a brand new building might be better to deal with situations like that. You also say that we lost about 36,000 students in Connecticut. Uh, how come? 
That's either moving out. The pandemic was a big part of that too, where we've seen shifts towards homeschooling. Some students move out of the state. People aren't having kids the way they used to back in the olden days, right? So it's kind of a mix of different factors, whether it's just that student population isn't reproducing the same way as it used to, people moving out of state, that kind of thing. Now, in 2023, you say you found out that there were five schools that were shut down. What happened in those situations? So I mostly focused on Mansfield, which was two of those schools that shut down. In Mansfield, they've also been seeing that declining enrollment. Some of their buildings were getting older. So they decided to, with their three schools, consolidate all into one of the schools. So that was two of those school closures out of those five. So basically, even though there is pushback from parents, you think that school consolidation is something we will have to deal with going forward? Sooner or later, it's a conversation that's kind of being had among a lot of districts in the state. Some districts are seeing the opposite effect, where they're getting an influx of students in Danbury, for example, um, where that population has been steadily growing. So it's that opposite conversation. But in some of those smaller districts or more suburban districts, that is kind of the trend that we're seeing. And usually those districts have a few elementary schools, but only one middle school, one high school kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's a conversation that I think is going to continue to be had, especially if it still trends that we're going to be losing more of these K through five students. And one one issue that the parents seem to be very concerned about is that the transition into a new school might impact students negatively. What's been the research there? Research is kind of split, right, is obviously kids are resilient. The more that they can transition and find ease in those transitions, that kind of leads to adult life, right? Is that life is always changing. There's always new things that are happening, new changes. And so research kind of shows that if these transitions can be done with that right support, these are great because that kind of prepares you better for life when things are always changing, you can move around, you switch jobs, that kind of thing. But the key element in that is that support. If there isn't emotional support or guidance or showing students like, hey, look, it's okay, like this is how you can ease into these type of changes. That's where it can become detrimental to students and that they can struggle emotionally, they can struggle academically. And I feel like there's a lot of research also kind of looking at military children who kind of have those transitions more frequently or immigrant children, things like that. And, you know, the education system is facing a fiscal cliff this year because a lot of the pandemic funding has has ended. And by September, there'll be likely to be a fiscal cliff. How are educators thinking that will affect um, this whole issue of, of consolidation of schools? Yeah, I mean, a big conversation the last year or so has been layoffs, right? How has that money gone into these permanent positions, but the money is temporary? So that can kind of play out in class sizes. Again, you have parents who want smaller class sizes, and if they have the fiscal means to move their student out of the district into a private school out of the state, that's also an option where you might be seeing some of those continuing declining enrollments. Another part of that conversation, obviously, is last legislative session that the Education Committee passed a huge bill that's pouring, I think, $150 million back into the school systems this year. So it's just a kind of matter of what districts are getting what and how are they going to use those funds in this next year. Jessica Harke is the Connecticut Mirror's education reporter. Thank you, Jessica.
Long Story Short is hosted by me, Ebon Udana, and produced by Molly Ingram. Harriet Jones is our editor. WSHU's Alicia Dodario and the Connecticut Mirror's Gabby D. Benedictus are our digital team. This podcast is a collaboration between the Connecticut Mirror and WSHU Public Radio. We go behind the scenes at the home of public policy journalism in Connecticut. More can be found online at ctmirror.org and wshu.org. Our episodes can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.